Howdy, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Anime Nerds Podcast. My name's Max, the admin, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, uh, Mr. Aaron Coutte. Yo. Mr. Justin Harwell. Yo. And, <laughs> and Mr. Spencer White. And... <laughs> Um, thanks for joining us uh thanks for putting up with us uh for so long guys um we have reached the penultimate week of the summer anime season just like that the summer's gone here to talk finale of god of high school and uh first core finale of uh re-zero lots to sink our teeth into um we'll get started with god of high school and um man the fireworks were early enough and in this episode um yeah it, it was wild uh aaron what, what did you take from uh the season finale we're gonna get catapulted right into the meat of some shit next, next season that's for sure mm-hmm. they really just barely forward into you know the actual world building like i remember the interview where he said he had to switch some things around i feel like we're gonna get a bunch of data dumped at us all that way after all this action has been thrown our way. Because it feels like they've been building towards that reveal of who Jin is, but they've done it in a whole different way. Like, you're making it his cherry oak when that's not what it was, but I'll see if I get, they'll show why it is like that, I guess. And ideally, we'll get to see Mira and Dewey flex and uh, some of our other favorites from the tournament come back and be relevant, which I'll appreciate. I hope so. Um, you know, as an anime only, I, I, you know, I have a limited, like, scope on, you know, the story and what's going on. But even so, um, I could tell that lots of uh, character interactions and uh, some, like, plot threads and storylines revolving some of these uh, supporting characters was gutted. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully a season two can make some of those characters relevant again like you said yeah it's looking like it will thankfully mr harwell what did you think of uh episode 13 <laughs> um it was Here pretty <laughs> this show is just it just it threw me for a loop y'all for real for real from mm-hmm. episode one to where we're at right now it's like Two different shows, for real, for real. And that, I mean, we were talking about what we expected out of the show. I said I did not want it to just turn out to be, like, superhuman, like, beings just doing crazy Dragon Ball Z-type shit, which I've seen some scans, and, like, and I hear, you know, people saying that, like, Jim Mori is better than all these types of people. And I just still wanted it to be grounded in, like, martial arts. It kind of was. But it just it went zero to one hundred too. Yeah, yeah. It really went zero to one hundred too quick for me, for my liking. I say I love like action and fast pace, but I'm like, damn, I missed the tournament. I missed it being like about hands, <laughs> about for real hands and feet. <laughs> and motherfuckers was just like, it was like big ass giant ass country like fucking. 
about swords coming down from the earth, the, the heavens and shit, and just like, bro, this is true. a lot. This is a lot. I know it's, it's it was cults, it was church members, it was fucking, <laughs> it was zombies. <laughs> like, bro, what, what is he watching right now? That's I really feel like we just I don't know how many chapters we actually saw from anime until the manga, but I was like, man, this is a lot. And I feel like I'm missing like, a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. Two hundred. Yeah, it was, it was about to get two. Well, it was about to get two, two. One fifty, one sixty, one fifty. Yeah, about that area. That's ten yeah. plus chapters That's an episode. Normal. That's not normal yeah, for thirteen yeah, episodes, yeah. right? No, it's not. No, it's it's not. And and the chapters are kind of long too. And yeah, it's like Tower of God long. So yeah, that's it's really long. And it's a lot of reading too. So for them to do that, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it just makes you wonder. Like, like it'd be cool to get like an interview with like the director or something. Because so like. So far, every webtoon adaptation has had 13 episodes, mm. which, I mean, like, obviously, you would probably like to have more, but I guess, I think Aaron's mentioned in the past, like, it's probably smart for them to go with 13, just because it's, it's, it's more safe. Yeah. Even if, you know, the, we've had two episodes, of, I mean, two, two series of sample sizes, and yeah, at this point, it's obvious that the adaptations can't be like a one-to-one adaptation of the source material. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're, which to uh, um, anime only, like, I mean, you can kind of tell sometimes, but it's not a, as a huge deal. But if you're like a web novel reader who's been reading for years, I'm sure um, it's it's more disappointing. Yeah, Park's way too good for him right now. Yeah. He, he was supposed to lose that. Oh, uh, that's Elopio? Elopio? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm like, bro. Like, come on now. What the fuck? That bothered me. That bothered me. Because, like, I saw it. Yeah. And it was hitting, like, the it was hitting the right beats. And then all of a sudden, they flipped that shit. And I was like, the fuck? It wasn't natural at all, bro. It, it was very, yeah. No, no, no. And that bugged me. I'll admit that, because, like, before, I could have been like, okay, pacing is weird. I can fuck with that. But when they twisted that, and then it just got more of an onslaught, I felt like... Because I don't mind adaptations changing shit. Sometimes yeah. for the better. Like the Flash. Right. They, I mean, they made, yeah. They made Cisco brilliant instead of a gangbanger from Detroit who breakdances. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. He breakdances? He break he's, he's a breakdancing gangbanger. Oh, uh, well... I kind of wish they would have kept that. No, but the logic went all out the window. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's no. what made me. I was like, bro, he had everything that fucking Jim was throwing at him. Fucking Park had a fucking rebuttal, and, like, he had an answer to it. And he was just beating him all the way around. And then out of nowhere, he just beat him. I'm like, what? Oh, that makes sense. It's disappointing, too, because I don't know if you guys saw the uh, – little interview clip I posted with the, the author. And he said that, you know, they made the decision to make the adaptation focus on like our three protagonists. Mm-hmm. So they cut a bunch of the other stuff out, but it was pretty disappointing to see that, um, 
even while doing that, um, your lead, uh, your female lead would still get shortchanged. I mean, I like the other girls more than her anyway. Yeah, I mean, she didn't, she didn't leave a lasting impression on me yeah, personally. Like, like it's in the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> Max did. <laughs> you dead ain't like this is the first episode. You like, I don't know what it's about that girl. I just don't like her. <laughs> hey, and it never changed. You stay to your You stay true to your shit. Well, and it's weird because the cast is like huge, right? But the decision they like just because of the time constraints, we didn't get to know the cast all that much so we were introduced to so many characters like personally like i don't know the names of like any of them save like five or six like i'm still calling people like red hair guy and glasses with bat guy yeah yeah glasses with batman i know his name i know his name yeah shark teeth man wrestler girl i'll call him yeah chinese Uh, martial arts guy yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. that's go, that's go, ain't it? I love him. Gang man. Damn, I ain't seen my boy go since he got beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, that's another favorite. thing. Like, yeah, like we were led to believe that he would. Pro- he's not a main character, but that he would have more to do and uh, more support. Yeah, he's gone. Life's rough like that. Um, same with uh, I I don't know his name uh. Like the music guy, um, Judge Q, right? Okay. I don't know. He, he's on. He's on the. He's on the main poster. He's on the main poster, and who? Oh. He didn't do nothing but like get his ass beat the whole every time he showed up. Wait, who? Music I don't, guy. I don't know his name. He has like a conductor's wand in his hand. Oh, yeah, that was making... he's on like oh. the poster of their of the promo material and. Oh, the wizard. Like, I never would have guessed. Let me find this. I think it's he, like he was he was with with the maid lady. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, yeah, he was the grandson of the dude that was revealed to be part of the six or something. I can't oh, remember. so the dude got killed. He saw the dude yeah, got killed twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the wizard guy. I posted yeah, the, the poster in the uh, in the podcast chat, I yeah, he's the one who got turned into the monster. He got killed twice. I saw that. I was like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, what? yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, no. like three times. yeah, yeah, much for this, much for this. He showed up in the second or the second tournament, though. Man. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's it, right? Party. He showed up in the second tournament, and he do, he's the one who got uh chewed up by the fucking shark the first time. Yeah, yeah, and then got eaten the second time. Exactly. It just, he got eight of It just serves as a reminder, you know, you feel like you're Billy Badass until you meet Billy Badass. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, all, there's always a tough kid in your neighborhood, but there's always mm-hmm. a tougher kid in another neighborhood. Like, the the promo material made him seem way more important, I think, just based on the guys he was, uh, like, standing next to. Oh, that was weird. That. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, because I don't know if I can say it as a spoiler because it's not a spoiler, but it's like that's it for him. Yeah, like, I don't know. It, his his inclusion in that poster was kind of strange, but well, yeah, this now that we look at it, this poster is yeah, it doesn't make sense. 
<laughs> oh, it makes sense, but here's the thing. Most of the shit that we've probably been told about or, sport, or you guys have been spoiled at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well. I gotta see Jane kick the slut out one more like, time. Like, 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 all, like all the characters have an importance. Sorry for my tangent. Um, Brandon, what, what, what did you think of the finale? It was pretty, but I had no clue what the fuck was going on. <laughs> we have ascending and awakening something after seeing Mira get stabbed again, just all dripped out in the new chain and everything, new rings and shit. <laughs> and apparently Mori is the monkey king, now a god. He doesn't share any power with a god. He's summoning uh, space pillars and shit. I'm like, when that dropped out of the sky, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's from then a bitch shrunk down into a motherfucking normal staff, and all by one word. I'm like, is this? I'm. I was so confused. It was pretty when Maury was beating Jagal's ass, but I had no clue what was going on. And when Maury summoned that giant country sound size storm cloud out of nowhere and it was just pouring lightning on them. I'm just on all can reference the actual monkey king since he flew on a cloud. Oh uh, yeah. And then the staff something that he pulled yeah. out of his ear. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, probably yeah, he's he's struggling in his ear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where have I seen that stuff before? God, where have you seen the <laughs> So, like, that yeah, conversation uh, is my favorite because, I mean, yes, like, it goes without saying that the world, like, attributes that to Goku, obviously, but people don't realize that that is, like, an extremely, like, famous, like, Chinese, like, legend and tale. Like, it's not, like... Yeah. Like, there's no creative commons on this. <laughs> Goku hasn't teed on Buddha's finger yet. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought I was gotten the um, references had they not just thrown everything at once during this in- span of this entire fight. But I sort of, I don't know if I'm being overcritical. I was kind of underwhelmed with the group fight at the end with Mira, um, Ilpio, and um, Han, and Mori and everything at, at the end because the music sort of didn't match the final fight sequence against Chagall and I didn't feel anything when they quote unquote killed him because I don't think he's dead but I don't think he's dead and just was Thanos snapped into nothingness after he got his ass jumped and he turned into some golem spider thing I just I was so confused I didn't know what was going on I'm just confused Mori I don't feel so good <laughs> I'm just confused. That's that's the audience. Yeah, and we had that little teaser at the end with Mori's um, grandfather saying, uh, "Jin, you can beat the gods, and you can beat me." That has me wondering how powerful is Jin's grandfather that he knows that he's as powerful as a god, but he can take him on. It's like, who are these people? Like, where did you come from, and why? <laughs> yeah, this he, shit is he's like, just no, he's just an old nigga from Korea. He really is just an old nigga from Korea. Yeah, all old men can crew like that. He's just built different. (laughs) He's literally built different. Literally. And then we had that uh, politician at the end, the um, Knox leader running for governor or something of Korea. I'm like, 
what is going on? Because they had Maury knocked out. He's like, oh, I'm just taking a nap. No, he was in a coma for three months, knocked out after that fight. Man, what a good nap. No. Damn, man. Dude couldn't catch a break. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of everybody's um, evaluations. But, um, yeah, I mean, maybe we can just go through and uh, kind of give our evaluations of the season as a whole. Justin. Like we're uh, like we going to rate it? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh we're doing ratings? <laughs> Why not? Oh, say what? Oh, so I'm giving it a C plus. Oh wow! Wow. The second half just threw me. The second half just threw me all the way off. It was too fast for my liking, bro. I'm sorry. And I talked to you about this before, y'all in the group. But I um also thought that the animation like dipped after uh, Han and uh, Jim Mori got to fighting. Um, after that episode, I felt I saw the visual like slip. I don't know what was going on with the company, with the production team, but it was still good. But it was nowhere near as good as that episode to me. Um, I felt like there was a lot of things they were trying to show, like the frantic movements and like so multiple people fighting at the same time, all the different angles, and that stuff is cool and all. But if you can't do it, to me, just don't do it. Yeah, so yeah, I give it a C plus. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing season two. Hopefully, they can you know work some things out with like the pacing. But yeah, I'll give it a C plus. How do you um, compare it to the other uh, webtoon adaptation we got, um, Tower of God? So I thought Tower of God was kind of slow, but now do I now that I see Tower of God and then God of High School, I love the. Uh, you know, exposition that we got, like the details that we got, how slow it was. Now, season two can just go balls to the wall. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah, uh, I I think I need more, you know, details in my shows now. <laughs> I'm not just all about hands anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Brandon, uh, what did you think of the, uh, the season as a whole? Overall, I thought it was like, Maybe a seven out of ten animation mostly carried it, but um, a lot of missing story exposition and everything, and a lot of <clears throat> missing explanations on the whole power system and how that works and everything, and why are these specific people important and stuff, and just a lot of missing characterization. And I felt like, especially Mira got put to the side for the most part, especially after so much buildup and hype was surrounded her character with the, them taking her sword and everything and then just activating uh, Lubu as her uh, stand power. But um, it just felt like something was just, a good chunk of the story was just missing overall, but the animation was beautiful. I'll give it that. It was good for what it was worth. It was entertaining to watch, but I needed more story uh, for this to be, like, perfect, so. Completely fair. Of of the two webtoon adaptations we've gotten so far, which one is your favorite? Oh, definitely Tower of God. That one, um, it went a lot slower with the pacing and everything because there was a lot of story buildup. And I started reading the Tower of God webtoon, and um, there's a lot of dialogue in both the anime and the webtoon. And 
they didn't skip out on much to the point where it's like I'd be lost if I didn't know what was going on and I can pick up where I left off and everything. And there was a lot more lore and world building uh, done a lot quicker. I mean, everything was just explained a lot better. And I feel like I have more of an attachment with the characters from Tower of God as opposed to God of High School because everybody in God of High School was just basically thrown at me and forced to care about while uh, Tower of God did character introductions and stuff properly and set it up really nicely. And, yeah, pretty much uh, Tower of God was a lot better than God of High School for me. Yeah. Mr. Spencer, what did you think of the season? Um, I'd have to give it, I want to say a C plus, the same thing, C plus. So somewhere in the middle, because like, yeah, the animation was nice. And I did like the first few episodes, especially when they had that, um, the little video you posted where they showed like how they use different, what was it motion capture to do it? I thought, I thought that was all pretty cool. But then it's like, as the series went on, it went from like, you kind of get it to like, okay, what's happening? And it's like, you can watch the whole thing from beginning to end in one sitting, and you'll still be like, wait, what just happened? So it's like a lot of questions that just I had, and I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to wait a little bit to, to get those answers. But in, in comparison to, like, Tower of God, Tower of God just tossed all this exhibition at you to pretty much prepare you for what's about to happen. Whereas in God of High School, there was a kind of like, yeah, this happens. We'll probably explain it later on, but just for right now, I'll take it for what it is. So I have a theory that the first maybe two to three episodes of the second season of God of High School will probably just be like, what happened in those three months while Mori was knocked out? Which sounds okay, but at the same time, it's like, I, I feel like they're just now just randomly tossing things together. Because they could have done that before and then kind of, you know, flesh everything out. So when there was a, a big battle like it was, it felt, it would feel more like, like you knew what was happening. But, you know, it it was, it was still a, a pretty good show of the season. I'm not going to say it's the anime of the season, but, you know, it, it did its part. Um, and then kind of like I talked with the other guys about um, comparing that, uh, comparing this with Tower of God, you prefer... Uh, Tower God. I prefer Tower God because it, it, it left me with this feeling of like, okay, I know what's happening in the world. I know I know a little bit, but I don't know everything. And so when so like when the massive push happened with Rachel or whatever, I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, he's not going to die. Because obviously there's something special about the kid. I, I don't know 100% know what it is, but it's way too important for someone like him to die. So, you know, it kind of gave me that feeling of like, you know, at the end of the time, he's going to come up, he's going to come out on top. It's going to be all good. Unfortunately, we'll never fucking know what happens <laughs> with Tower of God. But, um, yeah, for, for the first season, I felt more, I felt more like invested into getting into the second season versus God of High School to where I now have that feeling of someone who read it before. I'll just be like, eh, I'll just finish reading it and call it quits. But if the second season comes out, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, hopefully we get one. You never know. All right. Mr. Cute, what was your um, evaluation of the season as a whole? I'm honestly surprised. I'm not the person giving it the highest grade. 
I mean, it's it's still a C range, but it's like 73, 74%. Okay. So, like, the story, before it came on, I was worried about if it would be, like, you know, live up to the hype. The animation is nice. And at first, I wasn't bothered by some of the changes. I was like, okay, it's an adaptation. Things are going to change. Different style. They're going to be tried because it's Web 2 and it's a whole new thing. So, they're going to see what works with different properties, right? And that was okay. But then, like, as, like, around episode eight and nine, I started to get a little, uh, find a little sus at the emergency button and all that because, you know, certain plot changes bugged me. And then near the end, <laughs> I felt like they thrust a little too far, and I'm just, and it kind of damages the score I would have. So it was solid. Could have been better with some stronger execution on certain fronts. It has me wondering about, like, how they're going to do no police mix. Because they did Tiger Gun one way, they did got out of high school this way, and the Bleach, they're already starting from the second arc. Right. So, they had the old one, so, OVA, so I'm wondering, like, how are they going to pull that off? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. They're they're starting with the second arc. Uh, they're not, they're not uh, animating the first arc. So, you already know who Frankenstein is. Yeah. They're, is. they're asking yeah. everybody to just uh, watch the uh, OVA because yeah, that covers a, the first arc, and that's on Crunchyroll too. Yeah, it's a half-hour OVA that's on a Crunchyroll. It gives it gives a little bit of um exposition and of what Nobles is going to be about and everything with Frankenstein and everything with the world building and set up and everything. So yeah, it threw me off a little bit when I heard that they were animating the second arc for the first like first part of the season so I'm wondering how that's going to turn out Aaron um, kind of just uh, comparing God of High School to Tower of God um, which which anime adaptation do you give the edge to? I'd say Tower of God it was a bit slower and more methodical and like I think it actually helped that that stuck to the source material as close as it did like it kind of lulls people in so until those last few episodes and it gets them ready because, like Spencer said, that's the groundwork. It kind of reminds me of, like, Castlevania Season 1. It was four episodes. It barely should have happened. But Season 2 came around. They didn't have to spend much time explaining shit. We just mm-hmm. had to spend ass whoopings mm-hmm. and get doled out. <laughs> same, with season, same with Season 3. Slow build. And if certain things happen correctly or incorrectly, we'll see Season 4. Well, um... Thanks for your guys' input. Um, I'm pretty much in unison with you guys. Um, yeah, I, I would give it, I'd give it a C range grade. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where there are just too many, um, story elements, uh, lacking, I feel like. Um, adapting that many chapters into a one course uh, season like that is like nine times out of ten that's like a recipe for absolute disaster like the only saving grace this series has is the uh, production values for example like season three of seven deadly sins like like story wise that portion of the the manga is like some of the strongest but because the uh 
like the production quality was so bad, like people hated it. But it kind of shows how, for the most part, um, a story can get by with high end uh, art and animation quality if the story is is lacking. I just feel like like I I get the I get what the director is going for, and I agree with the author that, uh, you know, trimming the fat to make the uh, main characters, uh, like, the focal point, like, that makes sense. But I feel like they really dropped the ball with uh, Mira. Like, there are a few instances with her arc throughout the season where they changed, like, key character moments for her and kind of gave them to other people, which I thought was pretty bogus. Um, yeah, uh, the first core, uh, the first season was pretty disappointing, but like you guys said, like maybe uh, season one can kind of be the sacrificial lamb, and uh, season two can kind of just hit the ground running now that we're like kind of used to like the craziness and God's, flying in and out of everywhere i feel like if it does get a season two season two will almost certainly be more well received than the first season was and i don't know if you guys agree with me but i feel like unfortunately like the hype kind of did this series in Uh, yeah i don't think the backlash would have been as bad if if nigga shut the fuck up but they yeah, that's, yeah. that's just what i was about to say um wait till you see him kick wait till you see him kick Vince, that kick was not that damn good well it's oh good. my god they didn't show it right i don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't well, animate it well like, i wouldn't have it it was just letting it breathe oh man that shit breathe in this motherfucking group well, it's one of those things, too, like, since this series is a quote-unquote Crunchyroll original, like, man, Crunchyroll was, uh... They were sucking the hell out of us with, uh, with, like, ads, and look this how week. awesome this this yeah. uh, scene was, like, are you excited for more God of High School? Like, I feel like people maybe in some instances got like the wrong like like impression or something like maybe if they dialed it back a little bit i feel like if they would have dialed it back a little bit we would have gotten the uh the cliche like why is nobody talking about uh god of high school or like god of high school is so underrated i want demon slayer you heard demon slayer yeah pretty i mean people are still calling demon slayer overrated i mean underrated um, man, I can't find it, but, um, I, like, I took a screenshot of it. Like, someone, uh, before the season started said something like, Talking God of High School is, like, gonna take over the, like, an, like, anime scene or something like that. Or God of High School is, like, the next Naruto or something like that. What? <laughs> Hind- hindsight is always fun. Because the people who hype that shit up are the main ones that's, like, complaining about the fucking pacing and the story and shit. I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be anime of the fucking year. Y'all are real quiet quiet right now. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, it's more than more the fuck up. It really does. It don't cost anything. (laughs) 
Well, and it's funny because, like, the more time passes, I feel like the the, the more time passes, the more people are going to realize um, how special uh, Demon Slayer was for a series that was quote-unquote carried by its animation. If that's what happens when a series is carried by great animation, like, why isn't uh, God of High School more positively received, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I feel like Mappa, like, tried to make the best out of a crappy situation. Um, it did. And for Demon Slayer, I think a lot of people, they always shit out the story. But you don't need – not every story is groundbreaking. The people that the stories are compared mm-hmm. to aren't oh, exactly yeah. either. Right. Like, these stories don't have to be, like, Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. If they follow, if they follow the formula, it can be good still. Yeah. And I feel Absolutely. people try to do too much and be extra about it and be like, well, it's not Garden of Sinners. Not everything be fucking Garden of Sinners. <laughs> don't don't compare it to that shit. Don't don't do the light novel bullshit, please. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so um some of you guys may may know this, but um the director for God of High School is also the director of Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Um, Part of me wonders if God of High School being 13 episodes was um, the fact that uh, the director was already tied, was already uh, signed on to direct Jujutsu Tyson as well. If that played a hand in them doing only 13 episodes. It might. That's a good guess. Yeah, like, I mean, I've, like, yeah, I have no idea, but it would it would make sense to me. Both of those shows are supposed to be huge. Like, none of those shows are supposed to be, you know, just something that people are just going to be watching and entertained by. It's like, no. Right. They want those two shows to be, like, big. I can tell. They need new Naruto. We need new Naruto's and Dragon Ball Z's and shit like that. So, yeah. But God of High School didn't do it. <laughs> it wasn't it. It wasn't it. But it still got a chance. Crunchyroll's gonna give it another shot. They got to. Yeah, they're gonna be going to. Awesome guys. I mean, I think that about covers it for a guy of high school. Um, um, unless you guys have any any last thoughts. Ande we will continue to be the breakout character. Mm-hmm. Can't say that I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, without further ado, um. We'll transition into the next phase of our podcast, and uh, we'll uh, return by death to uh, episode 13 <laughs> of, uh, or should I say episode 38 of uh, ReZero, um, the uh, first core finale, and um, kind of a, a mystery, like a moment that we've been waiting for ever since the beginning of uh, the series finally happened. The mysterious, pure evil uh, Witch of Envy, uh, Satella, uh, appears before us. But maybe things aren't um, exactly as they they seem. Maybe we've been led astray this whole time. Um, Mr. Spencer, um, what did you think of uh, episode 38 of ReZero? We're talking about as a whole? Like the episode as a whole? Yeah. I've said this a lot this season. Because they, they they just keep putting out these episodes, but 
every single episode just gets better than the last. And this one's no different. It's like, say, once we got to see how the witches react to everything, at first I was confused. Because I was mm-hmm. let believe that this shit was just straight evil. And after what happened last week, y'all know how I feel about witches now. So, off rip, it was like, all right, I don't like her. I don't know what she did, but I don't like her. And it was one, it was one scene that caught me off guard, where she was like, you know, love, I love you, but love yourself. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Back up. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> what? And then she started explaining more things, and it's like, okay, so... It sounds more like you gave him this gift because you knew this world that he got put in him that he got put into is not built for him. Like at any at any moment he can just something can happen to him. So you did that to protect him and he tossed himself into this whole situation to where he feels like he has to be the hero. He has to do everything. And she's just kinda like, So have you so have you checked yourself lately? And that caught me off guard. But and then then it was like after that whole just the whole mess the whole mess with the witches I felt completely drained. But then part of me knew okay this is the season for this is the core for first core finale so they normally don't they normally don't do anything on a good note. We all know what happened last <laughs> season. <laughs> so in, in in my heart I was like you know what that was very touching. What else you got? And it was right when he spoke to Rose. Roswell, I knew. I knew. Because <laughs> in my in my head, I was like, this freaky little clown thing been messing with me for the past four or five episodes. What's he? What's what's going on? And when he, when he, when he explained that he sent the assassins, I'm like, well, he can't do the he can't do the witch's um thing anymore because he no longer has the blessing. So let's go ahead and cut that off. And he's like, no, 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 you know, you're fine. Just go back to the witches and ask for, um, you know, ask for all that. You'll be fine. I'm like, you, I'm like, you dense nigga. You don't get it. It's like, no matter what happens, he's going to have to deal with this eventually. So the, the part that made me so angry was that, like, it got to the point that where it hit the credits and I'm just sitting there like, why is it every time this show wants to go on break, they're like, oh, no, we're going to leave you something to think about. <laughs> you, know how many, you know how many years I spent wondering what happened to him and why he, why he was freaked out? Nobody say who. <laughs> and, and so now, so now I'm what just probably like, okay, you know what? It's like now I'm to the point to where I'm, I'm mentally making a list of everything he has to go through. And in my head, I'm like, he, he can't do this. There's no way he can do this. But then I'm but then um I'm also reminded that this is what the second, third book novel out of how many is going on? About six? Yeah, this is this is the fourth arc out out of six so far. Yeah. So more's coming. Yeah. So it's so it's like how so it's like I don't wanna know I, I don't wanna know how, but it's like I wanna see how he how he gets through all this. But it's like, man, I felt bad for the guy. I really did. I felt bad for him, but at the same time, he pulled. I, I guess it's one last thing. He pulled the damn Amelia thing again. I hated. I hated it when he did it in the first season. I hated it when he did it here. 
We're like, y'all don't know about suffering. I'm the one that gets to suffer. I do this for everybody. I put the whole team on my back. And it's like, yo, ain't nobody asking to do all this. (laughs) It's like, like, yo, my nigga, ain't nobody asked you to do all this. You took it upon yourself. You could have kept it moving. You could have walked past a cute little girl with silver hair and like, oh, she looks nice. Kept it moving. Your Your whole life saved. But no, you want me Captain Saver? You want me Captain Saver? Nigga, now look, look where we are. <laughs> and I was hoping he wasn't gonna do that, but then one of the witches was like, "Yeah, you're acting like a child," and I'm like, "Yeah, history has a funny way of repeating itself, even by death, huh?" But overall, it's a great. It was a great finale. Amazing season. I, if, if anybody that listens to this has not watched this show, I don't know why you're listening to this because you need to watch it. This is true. Listen to Spencer. Um, Mr. Brandon, what did you think of the finale? I loved it. With the exposition we left off with with the previous episode, I thought for sure when Sato pulled up, I thought he was she was going to slaughter everybody at that tea party like a million times over, but we got the complete opposite of that with her speaking to Subaru all kind and gently just saying, hey, I need you to love yourself, and I I fundamentally care for you and it threw me off and it had me feeling some type of way it's like i know she put him through all this repeating death and everything but she actually does care in some type of weird sadistic way but minerva came in clutch saving subaru and all because he was ready to just kill himself out of nothing she said you are more of a witch that more evil than any wish I've ever met, you being all selfish and whatnot, killing yourself and not caring about what other people feel after you pass on and stuff. And we saw from the previous episode how he left everybody in mourning with the timelines and everything being skewed because of his death. And Typhon was ready to fight everybody. He was like, who made the homie cry? Who made Subaru cry? <laughs> that was a little cute moment. She was ready to fight everybody in there. And then um, Slaw just cut cut the music off for everybody. Just it's like calm down, everybody. Just just chill, just chill. And hey, yo, yo, he good, he good, he good. Relax, relax. He good. <laughs> she shut that shit down quickly. And I'm just wondering how he's gonna how he's gonna get back into the uh, temple and take the exam now. And Patrice came in clutch, came coming through. Uh, saving him, getting all beaten up and bruised and everything. And when they went into that uh, lodge with Rosewall, I knew something was coming. I I knew something dark was coming. When he said I sent out the hit on the mansion, I wanted to smack the fire out of Rosewall so badly. I, uh, my God, he belongs to the streets. I'm <laughs> done with him. I'm done because. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just doing this for your own good, just to make you stronger. It's like, Subaru's just like, cut the bullshit. I know. What are you planning? And the part that threw me off the most with this episode was that he was like, oh, uh, 400 years ago, I got entangled in those beautiful eyes of Echidna. It's like, you're 400 years old? (laughs) And I'm, I'm wondering what happened in that gap. 400 years ago with everything that went down, what changed in the course of history? What went down and all that? Because the way he was talking, it seemed as though Rosewall was um, a kid to have some 
type of history or some type of romantic history. And that had me thinking, what if Satella is Roosevelt's daughter or something, Echidna's child or something? It's just, ugh, just throwing too much at us. Don't even say that because now it's going to ruin my head. Yeah, because I was thinking that the entire time, that whole day after that episode, it's like, it's just the way that he spoke of Echidna so just like a sense of, um, what's the word for it? Um, I can't remember. But uh, it's just the way that he talked about Echidna just made it seem like they had some type of romantic relation or something because he knows everything that's been going on. And it's just this episode left a lot more questions on my head on what happened in that 400 years that happened in the past. So I'm excited for the next curve, but you have to wait till January to find out more answers, which I'm not happy about, but <laughs> it'll be well worth the wait. Yeah. To, to your point, um, 400 seems like it's the, the magic number in this series. Um, you know, Beatrice was created 400 years ago. Um, like Roswell met Echidna 400 years ago. Satella was sealed 400 years ago. The Witches of Sin existed 400 years ago. Like some major, major events happened um, during that time. And um, it'll be inter- interesting to see what uh, it'll be interesting to uh, see if we get to peel back a few of those um, mysteries going forward. Yeah. Um, Justin, uh, what, what were your thoughts? This was a very, very, very good uh, finale. Um, this show, it deals with a dude who fucking just repeats life, but <laughs> this shit feel fresh as fuck for real. Like, I, I really, really like this show. And, you know, I always talk about how shows, if the dialogue is really good, I, I could see it becoming like, maybe like a live action. I could see this being like a live action with the dialogue and how they uh, display information and the fucking emotional roller coasters that we go through almost every fucking episode. I'm like, bruh, I thought Satella was going to kill him. I thought she was going to kill everybody as well. But then how she switched it up, I was like, oh shit. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Again, Roswell, he ain't shit. Ain't never going to be shit. So... (laughs) <laughs> um, that's all I mean I have to watch this episode again to get everything but yeah it was really good looking forward to January for sure thanks man Mr. Coutte this stuff impresses me sometimes <laughs> cause like Spencer said that moment was very cringe and like you ever tell the TV don't do it don't do it yeah yeah I, I find myself saying that like oh no come on you, you can't no don't I thought you learned it. Like it's so disappointing. It's like you feel it happening, and you're like, no, no. It's like it's like watching a game where you know your team's about to lose, but you can't pull away. <laughs> Subaru is Subaru is the Raiders for me, and they get better, and then sometimes they turn out trash. <laughs> so that's how it felt for me, and like the reveal with the witches and all their hands and fingers and everything. It makes sense. But it's also kind of scary. It's like, what are they trying to build? You know? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a great um, mid-season finale. You guys could probably tell that um, this series was... Uh, Your favorite? Uh, well, 
besides that, that you could tell that um, the original plan was to have the series run for 25 episodes straight with no mm-hmm. gap in between because the uh, cliffhanger we left off on this episode isn't one that you would leave off on if it was designed that way from the start. Yeah. Uh, like, Otto punching uh, Subaru there, like, like that would be a great, like, lead-in to next week's episode, uh, but not so much for, like, waiting three months. <laughs> like, a lot of people, I, I kind of thought that uh, – we might end on uh, Subaru's uh, declaration to save uh, Satella. That, that's what I was thinking. That's where I was thinking we'd leave off, just because that just hits a more like emotional, like high note for something that we would see for a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that being said, obviously this year has been crazy, and COVID threw a wrench in a lot of stuff, and anime was uh no different i thought the finale was great i was really interested to see how they adapted uh satella um obviously uh you know we've got we've got some more questions um the more we watch the more we can kind of see that um you know the historical facts that we've been given up to this point aren't very accurate you know like this world isn't doesn't even uh most people in this world don't even know that there are other witches of sin the focus is all, all on satella very interesting that um with the exception of maybe echidna like most of the witches have a like either like satella or are just kind of in, indifferent to her which is interesting because based on what we know Satella murdered them all. So that's interesting, and hopefully we'll learn more about that. Yeah, the the more we learn, the, the more it just seems obvious that um, we're missing so much information. You kind of get the impression that uh, Subaru, yeah, just like that that whole exchange just raises so many questions. Like, mm-hmm. like Satella just saying saying over and over again, like like you saved me. Like you don't know how how much you saved me or like how, how much like that meant to me. Um, what did he do? Exactly. What did he do? And if you guys think about it, uh, her saying that um, is like a direct parallel to kind of what Subaru told Amelia in uh, the first season, like when they were having their, their argument, like, like Subaru, like telling Amelia over and over that, uh, she saved him. Like, you don't know how much you saved me. We're seeing the same sort of thing play out here, only it's the other way around. So they have a connection. Um, like, Subaru has some sort of relationship with Satella. Uh, we just don't know how exactly. Uh, so you, I will you, say you that... reincarnation is a thing? Um... I don't think we can really rule anything out. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of thinking that this isn't Subaru's first trip to this world. Uh, either that or a Subaru from, like, a different, like, timeline, like, has been to this world or something. Like, yeah, I could I could go on with, the, like, a few other things, but 
that would probably be spoiler territory, but um yeah, um it's just so like it was just such a big subversion to kind of uh get this performance out of Satella. Like in one episode Satella went <laughs> like went from one of the series like most hated characters to now she's like a good chunk of people's like favorite witch. Um it's been kind of cool to see that dynamic change. Um, something else I wanted to talk about, um, like White, White Fox has done a great job with this adaptation, but, you know, there's so much content to cover. Things were bound to get left on the cutting room floor. Um, one of the big things that was cut um, from this episode uh, it's revealed that um, Satella and the witch, like the witch of the witch of envy, like the jealous witch, is like separate personal personality from Satella. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a split personality thing going on um, because she Satella alleged, like apparently she absorbed a witch factor that wasn't compatible with her. And that's huge because what that means is that the the witch that we were shown in this episode that that was Satella, that was Satella, and that is the witch that um, the other witches of sin like. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't like the the witch of envy. The witch of envy is the mean, evil version, the evil personality. So that explained what happened when. Um, possessed Amelia and like killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't Satella. Um, that was the Witch of Envy personality. Oh. Uh, all of the negative stuff that we've seen from Satella isn't Satella uh, so far this season. Yeah, it wasn't Satella. She's just she's referred to as like the Witch of Envy. Just a she. Uh, Love Subaru as well, but is act is as we've seen um, the yandere of all yandere. So <laughs> when it comes to that. so that was something that that was cut that it's kind of important. It probably should have made it in because I think that would have clarified for people. Because as great as as Satella was in this episode, like I think people were kind of confused. Like how is she's so sweet? Like how can she just be killing people left and right if she if she thinks that way, or if she does these things? And uh, and that's why because she has like a evil alternate personality that takes over. So yeah, um, like the Satella stuff was great. We we kind of learned why why Subaru has returned by death. She she wants to keep him safe. She wants him to be happy, but she, there's also a, another reason she gave it to him. It's to, um, so her, like, true wish can finally be ful- fulfilled. She wants Subaru to eventually, um, kill her, which is interesting because as far as we know, um, her body can't be destroyed. So obviously that's still part of the, the story, like, fi- finding out how that could possibly happen, but Subaru pledges to save her instead, which is interesting. Like he has feelings for her that uh, he can't explain. 
and um, that'll be more of the mystery that that uh, will be like unpacked as the series goes on. But um, Stella stuff was great. Echidna continues to be interesting. Um, Subaru rejects her again in this episode, and uh, after hearing his explanation, she decides to give him a piece of advice like a crucial piece of advice that is like the key to Subaru um, like beating the sanctuary mission basically. And she tells him about Garfield and some of his issues. So it's interesting to see like her plan was like seemingly destroyed, but it seems like she has another plan that she's working on right now. So Kidna continues to be interesting I'm interested in seeing what happens with that. Um, you guys mentioned it um, before. Uh, Roswell, um, we've been learning more and more about him this season, and now, like, the cat's fully out of the bag. Roswell's crazy, um, off his rocker. He's trying to push Subaru into a corner to isolate him um, in order to turn him into, like, a someone who thinks of only one thing so he can accomplish his goal. Roswell wants Subaru to be just like him, which means uh, Subaru should only focus on yeah, and keeping her happy. Just like Roswell is like seemingly uh, the same way when it comes to Echidna. So like Spencer said, like, like what is that all about? Like this has been like, this dude has been playing the long game to end all like long games, 400 years, uh, this plan has been been put into motion. And uh, you can kind of see why Satella put some conditions on Subaru's return by death, because if, if um, Subaru could reveal to just anybody what his ability is, can you imagine if Roswell found out that's how Subaru's ability worked? Oh, um, God. Yeah, it, game over, basically. So yeah, that that was wild. Um, Quick question. Yeah, what is the probability of what's hat of Roswell and um, Beatrice being the same in in the act of like they got tricked by um, what's her name? Yeah, like like what are the odds of he's just another victim of her? I mean, you could definitely like I would buy it. I mean. She doesn't really care about anything besides results and different right. like outcomes. So and, everyone and, and for someone to be planning for four hundred years, it sounds vaguely close to someone who has also been waiting for for something. Oh yeah, for sure. And we know they're directly tied. Like Donna uh, created Beatrice, and Roswell has some close connection to Echidna. So there's something there. Yeah, they definitely, Kinda definitely could have tricked them because she was willing to do it with a Subaru with making that contract and everything, not telling him the fine print of how she would be taking over his body and how he would be helping her and everything, but left out all that fine print. So I can definitely see that happening as well. So. And she quote unquote likes Subaru. So imagine who she'd do to someone she doesn't like. Yeah, because you dodged a bullet not signing that, um, contract with Echidna because I know that could have been way worse with the amount of possibilities of her killing him and trying to find all these different routes and stuff but yeah he definitely dodged a bullet there 
Yeah. And he's paying the price. Um, he's lost his uh, apostle of greed privileges, so he can't even access the tomb anymore. He's got to come up with something. You know, Roswell wants him to choose, basically. Like, he has to choose between um, saving Beatrice, the maids, and uh, Rem uh, from Elsa and Maylee at the mansion, or um, does he liberate the sanctuary and uh, save Amelia? Yeah, like, Roswell's leaving him no wiggle room here. Like, like the odds are absolutely stacked against him. Like, he's got a laundry list of of uh, goals he needs to achieve to come out on top. And we kind of saw him having his nervous breakdown at the end of the episode. And, uh, man, once again, Otto coming to the rescue, um, giving him a little uh, a taste of uh, bringing him back to reality, say, with that, uh, with that hook. Roswell, I mean, Otto is someone who uh, can definitely tell that something has been bothering Subaru. You know, we, we, we've seen it before. Like, if Subaru just allows, um, like, put some trust in into his friends and companions, like, they can and have uh, delivered for him. So, you know, he, he's tried to shoulder this uh, burden entirely on his own. But if he can rely on some people to lessen his load a little bit, you know, two heads are better than one. Um, so hopefully... Uh, Subaru listens to what Otto has to say so they can try to put their heads together and um, clear this mission. Yeah, this, I mean, I feel like I ranted uh, a ton, like, already, but, um, like, I could just keep on going. Um, Like, there's so many details and um, cool bits in these episodes that can be fleshed out. But, um, yeah, uh, I thought it was a great cap to... To the first core of the season um you know white fox didn't have as much help as they did in season one so the art and animation quality uh it took a dip for sure uh, it was it was pretty noticeable in some places but what, for, from what i've gathered you know the average fan hasn't really noticed uh, a significant difference so that's good at least um Luckily, luckily, this first core wasn't super action heavy, but my hope is is that they can use this this uh this break this like three months gap um, to kind of improve the art and animation quality because man, like if you thought the first core was wild, uh, you better buckle up. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, long story short, I enjoyed the I enjoyed this season a lot. White Fox did a good job. I look forward to uh core number two. Do you guys have any uh predictions on what you think will go down uh in the second half of the season? What kind of questions that of course I don't know. <laughs> it's re zero. I've learned I've learned to not to not just you know, I'm going in completely blind and just I'm ready to scream, cry, or whatever. <laughs> All the above? All the above. That's the name of the game. <laughs> well, uh, for me, I'm sticking with my theory that um, Satella is Echidna and Roswell's daughter. But to add on to that, 
I'm wondering if Satella is an alternate timeline version of Amelia that had a Subaru that completed his goal, but she's going into this timeline to help this particular Subaru get through this goal. But I'm wondering if Amelia is also Rosewall and Echidna's daughter in this current timeline. But I know it sounds crazy, but nothing's really off the table right now with what's been going on. But I could see that being a possibility of Rosewall being her dad because think about it. With all that's been going on, he's been doing what's for her best interest at heart, trying to rise in political power, trying to um, get her as a um, selected as the princess of the country and everything. And you know he... Rosewall shows love in a different way, sort of like Echidna does, and he does care in, like, a super creepy, like, super messed up way, but you can definitely see it, but I'm thinking that Rosewall is Amelia's dad. That would be crazy. Yeah, I, that one's been boiling on my mind for the past couple of days, with especially because you pick up on so many different mannerisms from all the characters and you wonder how they would mesh and everything. Cause the way that everybody talks and everything, there's certain tone to it and everything, <clears throat> especially the personality traits and the behavior and everything. It seems like Amelia would be like, she would have that selfless sort of personality trying to help everybody while also trying to complete her goal at the same time. So I can definitely see that, especially with the amount of parallels that ReZero has been setting up since the very beginning. I would not be surprised at this point. Very good point. That's how crazy this series is. Like, it's not really, like, a theory that is, like, too, like, outlandish. It's like, huh, you know, I mean, I could see that. I mean, this is one of those series where you can just have countless theories because there's so much, especially it opened the door with that two episodes ago with seeing multiple timelines on what happened afterwards as time went on after Subaru passed away in each of those timelines with the mansion after the white whale uh, arc and everything and wonder how all that ties into this current timeline that we're seeing right now so it could it could be a possibility and everything's just absolute nuts and say that again Subaru can't take the trial anymore. It's got to be Amelia. So, um, yeah, like, how is she going to overcome her issues and um, take the tower? I mean, take the sanctuary. Yeah, look forward to seeing more of her because um, overall we didn't see much of Amelia this this uh, season. And I've seen some people talk about it on Twitter, and um, – <laughs> I think it's hilarious that um, the season started with uh, <laughs> with uh, greed and gluttony pulling up on everyone and just, like, fucking shit up and then just peacing out. And we haven't seen those guys since. Those no. guys really said, I, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know what we came to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see those guys again. Um, Greed's a cool guy. We're yeah. both crazy. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he seems pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, we we only saw him for one episode, but to learn that he is the sin of greed and then comparing him to Echidna, like, they don't seem very similar. But hmm. they both have white hair. That'll do for me. <laughs> Regulus is Echidna's son, confirmed. 
confirmed. <laughs> There's no blue, but, but they have no blue. Uh, 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 white hair. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, great season of ReZero. In my opinion, it was the anime of the season for me. Hopefully, the um, art and animation can be approved on for the second season, but um, I dug it. I would probably have to give it a A minus, I think. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I need to stop talking. So um who uh who's uh best girl? I'd Sloth. say Sloth. Second I'd say, I'd say Cruz, but um currently this season I'd have to say I'd have to say uh Echidna. What the Brand, Brandon's drinking the tea. Somebody doesn't listen to old podcasts, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I see what this is all about. Alright. You know what, Brandon? I was just like you. I was just like you. Justin, are you, are you drinking the Donna tea? I don't like tea. <laughs> I mean, it's not technically tea, though. It's got some other stuff mixed in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in that case, um, who is your favorite uh, female character? Hmm. I said Slav. Oh, that was you who said Slav. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was pretty strong. Yeah, I liked her. Oh, man. I, yeah. Minerva was awesome in this episode, by the way. She was, yeah. actually. Yeah, um, she was. It was I cool seeing... It was, it was cool seeing how, in each of their own ways, they honored Subaru, like, in some way. Like, whether it was respecting his wish to, quote-unquote, die, um, or, like fighting for fighting for him to live like Nerva and Daphne did. Oh yeah. Um and uh so Typhon's authority um works like um her attack works on like if you think you're a sinner, like your body gets destroyed. But Daphne's uh centipede coffin is actually a mob beast. And it can't, like, think, like, on its own like that. So her authority doesn't work. Typhon's authority doesn't work um, on Daphne, really. And that's why Daphne was able to subdue Typhon. We kind of just saw her, uh, we just kind of saw Daphne, like, standing over Typhon. And it wasn't, like, explained because we, we never, like, saw how she got there. But that's how that happened, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would probably have to go with... Donna, I think. Her character is just really good. I really like the way Van portrayed her. They did a great job kind of um, fooling us into thinking she was like like the stereotypical waifu material where she's actually way more interesting than that. Um, and honorable mention, uh, Patrash. Patrash was a boss Always. this season. <laughs> Always. But yeah, then I guess for best male characters, like Subaru was great. Love Subaru, but um Gotta give it auto. 
Yeah, I was going to say Roswell. Nigga, no, 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 we're not doing this. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. All right. I feel like, I feel like, like, he pretty much stole every scene he was in. Yeah. That's true. This is a super interesting character that finally got um, the time to be fleshed out and turned into, like, a really good antagonist. Like, I mean, I guess you can call him a villain, sort of, but since he's technically... It's weird, like, he's, he's like, an antagonist, but he's still, like, on our side, ultimately. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, good stuff. Can't wait till January. Yeah, I think that does it for our reviews. Um, it's been a great uh, summer season. Um, we'll be putting out a podcast kind of going over our uh, summer anime awards, so be on the lookout for that. And it looks like, based on our podcast poll, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen will be the series that we review for the fall season. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to eat fingers. (laughs) And then we've already been eating hair and other stuff, so that's fine. And some of us us have been drinking tea, Brandon. (laughs) Drinking tea, eating hair, eating fingers, that's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Hey, it's it's all uh, nutrition at the end of the day. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I I think that about does it for us this week. Um, is there anything you guys would like to add before we wrap up? Mm-hmm. Hey, go watch the season three of fucking Karma San Diego. It's only five episodes, which I kind of okay. feel cheated. Yeah, kind of feel cheated, but it's still good. So yeah, go okay. watch that. <laughs> Do you think we'd find Carmen say San Diego first or uh, Waldo? Mm, Waldo, Carmen will find you. So yeah, Carmen. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't gotta look for her; she'll find you. Can't even think of a good response to that. That's just good. Um, <laughs> well, awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for thanks for listening to us uh, this week. Um, it's been a fun. It's been super fun covering God of High School and uh, ReZero this season, and we look forward to covering uh this year's fall slate so thanks for listening that thanks for listening everybody and uh we'll catch you next time all right bye y'all don't forget to vote (laughs) get that nigga out of here man